everybody. Welcome to another episode of Dungeon Boys. My name's Keith. And I'm Josh playing Arlo. Zenus playing Grim. And my name is Bryce playing Jack Law. And my name is Keith and I'm your DM. This is Tank Media Games. Welcome. I know. I've said my name before. Zenus <laughs> get this out. I, I, I decided I was going to say my name again because I didn't say I was the DM. I am the host of this show. Uh, well, I guess we all host it. We're doing some collaborative <coughs> storytelling. We're 20-something episodes in. We're approaching another recap episode. Um, if you're just jumping in with us, please go check out our recap episodes. They're at episodes 10 and 20 around that mark. So if you're just jumping in, you can get caught up and then join us in the current episode. If not, if you want to just jump right in, you absolutely can do that. Follow us on Twitter, at Tate Media Games. Uh, and let's go ahead and get started. So we've got Arlo, the druid, the gnome druid. We've got Grim, the human, Ostomar-type uh, grave cleric. And we've got Jack Law, the rogue... Warlocky lizard, high elf, my man. All of lizard? Did you say lizard? lizard. You definitely said sure, lizard. Whatever. Who's part lizard? <laughs> like All, a third cousin who's a lizard. All wizards are part lizard, and we're going to get started. Last week, uh, the boys <clears throat> found a new character that was, they needed to help out in order to get a key from him. His name is Simon Simon Treasure Taker, and he uh, was looking for the mask of many faces in order for them to get the key that they need before traveling to a faraway city uh, to meet up with some of their compadres before getting that key, uh, him giving that key to them, they needed to help him find the Mask of Many Faces. Uh, so they went, uh, followed him to a ruined theater uh, of old, and what they did there was they uh, found a way to get a, a god, actually, to come speak with them. They placed a, an obsidian stone that they had found a long ago, or at least it's black like obsidian, it's not made of obsidian. They place it into a bowl, like an altar, at this uh, ruined amphitheater, and then some crazy gnome things. Gnome Jesus happening. came out. Yeah, not gnome Jesus, <coughs> but a gnome god. Garl Glittergold. Garl Glittergold came out. Uh, that's we how it sounds. We couldn't I believe. get Liam Neeson. <coughs> we tried, so. Yeah, he would play the gnome. Yeah. Um, he came out and he was. You know, kind of having some fun with you guys. He had some fun with Grimm. Uh, he used Grimm as kind of an audience participation thing uh, for some entertainment. And then he showed you all a show. Uh, he showed you all kind of a brief kind of spectral uh, play. Really, each of you individually. Uh, the play all happened at the same time, but everyone saw something different. Uh, mm -hmm. And that is where we're going to start tonight. The last thing that he said, he mentioned to you all... I believe he said that applause was in order, and he mentioned that all five of you saw a different program all at the same time. I may have said what I'm going to say now in the last episode, but I want to go ahead and start with Garl Glitter Gold speaking. Everybody cool with that? Good. You guys have just seen this fairly emotional, or at least what I hope to be emotional after it being translated from reality into this game world, hopefully emotional, uh, show, and now you're all standing there in front of the amphitheater, and you see nothing... Uh, special. All you hear is Garl Glitter, Garl Glitter Gold's voice, and he says, "Now I played the prima donna earlier, but I know why you're here. I'm a god, after all. I can see what goes on most of the time. You're here to try to find my mask of many faces, aren't you, dwarf?" And he looks to Simon Simon Treasure Taker. Uh, he says, "And this is just a stop on the road for the rest of you, I suppose." And he looks at each of you, Arlo, Jack, Grimm, and Burb. Um, Burb is their kinku companion. Uh, and He's the real mastermind. I mean, let's not sugarcoat it. He says, well, no matter where you're from or why you're here, you've come a long way and you've enjoyed the show, hopefully. But if you're trying to get into the green room where all the magic happens, you'll need to answer one question. You'll need to prove that you're a real thespian. To get into my green room, what do you say? Well, I'm sorry, I'm not a man of many words. What is what is a thespian? Oh, Arlo, I'm so glad you asked. A thespian is a lover of the theater. Oh, thank goodness. Someone who loves plays and performance and things that happen on the other side of the curtain that you're on. Grim's hand shoots way up. Why are you raising your hand, bald one? I will do it. 
Oh, it's a it's a group thing. You can well, all answer the question. I appreciate your your. Uh, I your was in showing enthusiasm. Oh, I appreciate that. Again. I am a man of the arts. Who? <laughs> a man of the arts. You I say. don't participate, but I enjoy them. On all of you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you may be experiencing some of my spit through your earphones. <laughs> hearing that. Uh, uh, possibly already a thespian. Very well. What about you, Simon? Simon. Uh, <clears throat> Whatever gets us inside the green room, I, I, I may have an answer for you. I am a bard after all. I, I tend to perform. Maybe I know a thing or two. I can answer your trivia question. Uh, and Burb says, question. Or no, no, no. Burb says, come on, friend. Question! <laughs> also, it should be known that Burb may be donning a little bit more of this accent <laughs> as you continue. Oh, no. Uh, it's possible. We'll see. Uh, so... Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to give it a shot. Wonderful. What about you, masked figure? You haven't said much. Uh, certainly, just ask your question. I will do so in good time. You know, you cannot rush beauty, and you certainly cannot rush my performance. So, the question is thus. Jack is still, like, sitting in the stands, kind of uh, crouched up, because he's quite upset about what he saw. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite upset. I appreciate it. Thank you for letting me know that. If there are emotional things going on with your character that <coughs> would be visible or whatever, or if you just want the audience to know, please be sure to let us know. It, Grimm's emotional state would not be visible. He's thinking on it, but he's not letting it affect him. Sure. Okay. He's Arlo got is, business. Arlo is very neutral at this point because he, he enjoys what he saw, but he doesn't know because it doesn't quite jive yeah. with his backstory. So he's like, what? wait. Sure. Yeah. It's not necessarily... Yeah, exactly. It could, it, it could be either prophetic or the past or just something to entertain you. Who knows? Um, so he says, All right, time for your question. What happens in the final scene of the famous comedy Paylor's Plight? Can we roll to know? You can. Groom, <laughs> uh, being a man of the city, being a wealthy son of a wealthy person, uh, you will have advantage. Patron, D, uh, Paylor is my patron. Yes, you will have advantage on this roll. The rest of you will have to roll a history check. What am I, a history is yeah. what we're Nat 8. Nice. <laughs> Naturally, you rolled an 8 for real? Wow. Uh, 14. <laughs> 17. Nice. And a 20. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, what? Na- natural or? Yeah. Because Price, I have no history. It, I have no like, intelligence as uh, 10. So I rolled a 17 first and then a 20. And I was just like, likely not. There we go. Would it help nice. you to know that Burb knows the answer to this question? Look. I'm a I'm no. a broke boy. Burb, I, all yeah. I do is chop meat. That's I what I do. Burb absolutely does not know the question. Burb was a... He was owned by a rich That's true. man. Yeah, he so. may have seen this. He may not remember. Um. Anyway, Arlo may have heard of it, but he is—he has never seen such a performance. So Arlo, yeah, you've never seen it, and um, you—you you didn't quite make the the difficulty class for that, but Grim, you certainly did. You know, uh, that in the last scene of the play, Paylor's plight, uh, that Paylor must sacrifice uh, all that he knows and loves and holds dear to maintain his godhood. In the end of that play. Um, but also, you know that Paylor's plight uh, is certainly not a comedy. It's a tragedy. Okay. Well, comedy in the traditional sense. So, do any of you have, have any of you thespians been to see Paylor's plight before? I like, uh, I, I kind of perk up a little bit. Yeah. Sir, I think you have it wrong. It's not a comedy, it's a tragedy. You, you hear the pitter-patter of a tiny hand clapping. <laughs> a tiny god's hand. Oh, those baby hands. <laughs> you hear... Wonderful! Absolutely, Grim, you're absolutely right. I knew that you all loved the theater. I knew it, I knew it, I knew you wouldn't have made it this far had you not. Arlo is visibly scratching his head yep. in wonder. Absolutely! Paylor's plight is, is no more a comedy than any of your lives. All of you are fairly tragic as well. So was Paylor's plight. Incidentally, sir, it's it was my favorite play as a child. I'm glad to hear it. So what happens in the final act? He must sacrifice everything to maintain his role in the universe, his godhood. Oh, wonderful, Grimm. Absolutely. You have seen the play. Hmm. Well, I didn't know whether you'd know the answer or not, and I certainly wasn't you letting, letting you in without it, but... Now that you've answered my question... Dwarf is not with us. No, 
though he's with you, no. I'd like for him to come in as well. <laughs> you would not, be, you would not be here without Simon, Simon Treasure Taker, isn't that right, Simon? Simon says, "Oh, abs- absolutely. Of, of course, of course, you couldn't go in without me. I'm the one who let you here." Uh, and Gog Little says, "Yes, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Everyone, please step on stage." I do it. Hello. Step onto the stage. Stands up and strides over. Okay. Uh, Arlo, being uh, a short person along with Burb, he's, <clears throat> he's reaching out to help Burb up on the stage too. I have, Jack that? appears to have collected himself. I'm okay. sorry. No, I'm not. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> You're good. I, uh, as we're walking up, like Grim's kind of getting a bit happier, and I, I pat Jack on the back and just kind of hold my hand like there is a friend thing. Pat Jack on the nice. back. One bond to the two of you. Um, as you grabbed uh, Burb's hand to come up, uh, Burb says, "Friend." As, as a single tear rolls down his cheek or his little bird face, he says, "Arlo, what show mean?" I'm not real sure, Burb. I've never been good at these kind of things. He calls your hand as he steps. He says, "Burb, sad." Well, and Burb, Burb so, sometimes these, these things happen. But just remember, this this is a performance. It ain't it ain't real. The show happened all at the same time for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you don't technically know that everyone saw something yeah. different. Well, he did say five different ones at five different times, so yeah. the rest of you probably understand. Bird may or may not. Um, <clears throat> he says, oh, oh, oh okay. Come on, friend. Yeah, he come on, friend. goes and strides forward ahead of you trying to get to the front of the pack. Uh, <clears throat> as you get up there, you hear the creaking and the grinding of stone as this stone curtain at the back of the amphitheater uh, a crack appears in the center of it, and it slides apart just wide enough for about you know a door's width. And you hear it like echoing down the cave. Well, what are you waiting for? Come on into the green room. I bounce on through to the other side. Arlo says nothing, but he's very excited that there's a room of greenness. Okay. Oh yeah, you would be excited for a green room. I walk. Okay. Towards that room. Cool. Simon Simon jumps to the front of the pack. He jumps right in there and he's... Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, fellows. I'm so glad that you have allowed us to get in here to this to this uh, thing. We'll be out of here with the mask <coughs> of many faces uh, very quickly. And you'll be on your way with your key. Do not worry. Uh, and he, you know, strides in there with his dwarfiness trying to get down to the end of the cave, or the hallway. So you guys are in this kind of hallway. Uh, the stone has split apart, and this this hallway it looks like the whole thing split, um, and it is very 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 deep. Uh, you're cruising back into this this amphitheater. Um, you guys walk for a little while. It's very dark, but as you walk um, above you uh, and on the floor, kind of like the lights for a theater, like a movie theater, um, they begin to light up in the floor. Like these little tiny black rocks begin. To to light up the floor as you walk through. I was just about to say, like, Grim touches the stone on his uh, his tie to cast light on it. So mm-hmm. it's just his fingers, like, right there, and then it lights up, and he's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Puts his hand back down. Um, <clears throat> they begin lighting up. You guys walk into, and as you get to the end of the hallway, it's not too terribly long, but it's, it's fairly good ways. Uh, you get into this big circular room. It is um, probably a couple hundred feet across. Uh, it's a very large circular room. It's a big dome. On the ceiling, you can see uh, great round rocks, kind of like the ones on the floor that are illuminating it almost with spotlights. And they kind of slowly move to illuminate the whole room. Um, and <clears throat> what you see in this room, at the very center of the room, you see um, a giant wooden wardrobe. Uh, a big, you know wardrobe, a big armoire in the center of the room, and on around the edge of the room you see several other great giant wardrobes, um, eight of them, that circle the room on the wall, equidistant from one another. Um, they're all wooden, but they're all painted this jet black <coughs> How color. Many? Um, they're eight. eight. They're eight around the edge, and there's one much bigger one in the middle. Gotcha. Um, but all of them wooden? All of them, yes, they seem to be wooden, but they are the blackest wood you have ever seen. They are, they are the deepest black wood that you have ever witnessed. Um, and yes, in the center is the one that's larger than the rest. And you hear the voice of Garl Glitter Gold again. 
Welcome to the green room, fellows. As you can see, this is where I keep my costumes. All the costumes I've collected over the millennia of my existence reside here in this secret cave. Well, at least when I want them to. Uh, Mr. Uh, Glitter Gold? Yes, Arlo. Where's all the green? going to be a room that was green, didn't you? Well, why are you calling it a green room? It's a theater thing. It's, you, you know, it's the, it's the room you go in before, you know, the green light is lit on the show. I don't know if that's why they call it that, but it seems to make sense to me. Mm. I don't know about all that. I'm going to walk toward the nearest wardrobe. Okay. I'm going to go to one on the side. Just like the closest one to okay, the side. Okay, you guys are walking. Jack, what are you doing? Uh... I'm going to stay where I am, just like sort of at the entrance to this room. Yeah. Uh, Simon, Simon, or Burb is kind of like following Arlo after that kind of heartfelt exchange they had. He's kind of sticking with somebody. He seems to sort of know what's going on. Simon. Uh, Burb. Burb. Do you, yep. you see any plants around here? He said it was green. Burb, not see any green, friend. Keep, keep eye out. Keep eye out. Looking for green. <laughs> uh, Simon sprints toward the large wardrobe in the middle. Isn't Burb more grumbly than that? Like, come on, friend. Well, yeah. he mimics the voice he heard. Yeah, he mimics Arlo. <clears throat> I've, I've, being with you, he's learned a lot of words. So I'm kind of canonizing it as he's coming into his own voice a little bit, his own birdie kind of voice. Some stuff he's gonna, you know, maintain accents on, but some stuff he can. You know, kind of laconically get out word by word with his own little voice. Gotcha. He's learning from you. Some voices he may have picked up in a secret side quest. It's possible. Uh, Simon sprints to the wardrobe <coughs> in the middle. Like, he sprints there like he owns the place. He runs over and he says, All right, everyone, we've we've made it to the green room, and we're going to be finding... We're just, I'll just reach in here, grab the mask, we'll be on our way. Thank you, Gar, we appreciate it. And he goes to grab the handles on the giant wardrobe in the middle and he like yanks on it and like the wardrobe doesn't move at all the doors don't move uh, he looks like an like an ant trying to lift up a 30 ton rock like it's not it's not moving there's nothing happening there and he's like he gets frustrated he says Garl get a gold what is going on here we've you've, we've passed your test give us the mask and <coughs> Garl says oh, hold your horses Mr. Treasure Taker we're not quite done yet I just let you in the green room. There are the tests you have to pass. You have to play my games before you get the mask. After all, it's been quite a few hundred years since my last, uh, you know, interaction with all of you. And it's the last fun I've had since my last performance. You all, must... all of us? Specifically? Or mankind? What? And dwarvenkind and elfkind and all the other kinds of things there are. I'm sorry, Grim, what do you mean? Didn't you say... Since I've last performed with all of you, or something like that? Oh, excuse me. Just, just since I've last performed. I don't know. I'd, I've, I've gotten excited because it's been a while since my last performance. I, no, I've never performed with you all. Of course, that would be absurd. You never remember that. And I certainly don't remember doing anything like that either. Uh, so, <clears throat> here it is. Burp, we're going to find the green first. I know it. Burp, Nazi, and green. All right, did you, are we going to the same one? Wardrobe? I went to the one on the side. I think y'all went to different ones. Right and left. Yeah, I'm just sure. going to whichever one was closest. That'll okay, work. yeah. There's there's one kind of equidistant right and left from the door. Cool. Round room. Um, onto the one corner. So well, that's what I was expecting, but then the wording, I didn't know if we had... Sorry. Also, we're good. it would be absolutely no fun if I just gave you the mask. I'm here to have a little bit of fun. Uh, I certainly don't need this mask. I'm happy to give it to you, but you've got to prove to me that you can use it. So we're going to play a little game. All right. What we got to do? Well, one of you, please step forward to the wardrobe in the center. Arlo goes. All right. Arlo's first. <laughs> Shuffles first to call up there up. with a little gnome legs. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Bird goes to go with you, uh, and Garl says... Oh no, Burb, you must, this is an individual test, you'll get your, we don't, I, I'm not going to make, you can just watch, don't worry, Burb, it's, it's, you don't have much of a dog in this fight, I don't believe, but uh, if you insist, maybe you can participate later. It's a one-on-one -on -one type of thing, Arlo, are you ready? Yeah, but internally, Arlo is like, I don't see a dog either. I don't. <laughs> okay. Arlo is very confused by this whole theater thing, sure. he's, he's never been to the theater. 
Um, so he says, oh, no, come along, come along. And you get to the middle wardrobe, uh, and he says, um, what I need you to do is choose one of my lovely wardrobes from around the, just point to it, just choose one of my lovely wardrobes from around the room. I was just at that one. How about that one over there? Okay. We'll go with the clockwise to decide. Um, okay. Uh, so that wardrobe, when you choose it, it kind of begins to glow as if it were the objective in a video game. Uh, and it levitates and comes and floats over to the center wardrobe close by. Um, and it kind of lines itself up with the center wardrobe. So if you're facing the center wardrobe and the doors were facing you, between you and the wardrobe now is this other smaller wardrobe. Okay. Like still facing me? It's facing you, yes. Okay, so both are facing. Both, in, both are facing you. Big giant one, regular size one, me. And then you. Absolutely, okay. yes. Uh, and so Garl Guttergold says, Now, you have to be able to prove that you can use my mask. So there will be a sort of performance involved. Out of this wardrobe will pop someone or something. You will find yourself looking very similar to that someone or something. Mm -hmm. You must then convince me that you have the capacity to pretend to be that someone or something. Now, if you succeed, you have succeeded and you've passed my little game. If you fail and they find you out, there may be some consequences. All right, so I got to pretend to be whatever comes out of that? Absolutely. You have to put on your acting hat and pretend to be. Convince them that you're one of them. All right. I'm very expressive with the way I'm talking, but you can't see the, the person. It, but, it, um, it carries through voice. Yeah, it does. Okay, good. Does all those um, confusion carry? I think, you're, I think you sound confused. Excellent. Normal Harlow. Okay, so uh, when your wardrobe appears out of it, uh, step two, two uh, you know, burly looking men. They have stringy uh, black beards. Oh, Arlo's going to fit right in. <laughs> they, they have stringy black beards, uh, and their, their mustaches are braided coming down their face. Uh, they each have on uh, do-rags, uh, and they have these, um, you know, very matted down hair. Uh, one of them has a peg leg and they're each holding scimitars and one of them has an eye patch. And the first thing you hear whenever they step out of the <laughs> wardrobe is Armatey! Who are you? Oh, my name is Arlo! <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to roll a performance check so but we can RP it however you want. Let's do it. It says Army matey, we're not very convinced at what she might be. You have to prove to us that you're one of us if you're going to get on our pirate ship. Alright, fine. What, what do I have to do? Arlo, when you look down at yourself, you notice that you have grown to be much taller than you were. Arlo likes this game. You have matched the height. I know I put down their character sheets somewhere, but maybe I didn't. Um, Go get the neighbors. <laughs> I want him to see this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. Um, what was your question? What What do I What do I have to do to convince you? Um, I was describing how you look. You look very similar to them. You also have a peg leg. You're also wearing an eye patch. Uh, you have a scimitar now. Arlo was feeling fortunate, but now not so yeah. much. <laughs> um, but you look very similar to them, and you all are. You can react however you want, uh, and you all are looking on as this is happening. And he says, um, I don't know. You do a little pirate jig for us. Sing us one of our songs. A jig. All right, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll uh, dance a jig. I'm not a good, not a good singer, though. Um, okay, roll a performance check while you do this for me. All right, here we go. Um, Eleven. That will not succeed. Oh, man, this is the peg leg. It threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what, what do you do? Give me some RP. I'm of what six you foot do tall, to... but now I'm one foot yeah, short. I guess I'm, I'm trying to, to dance as best I can with a peg leg. Um, I imagine there's a lot of spinning and flailing around involved with this. Yes. <laughs> All right. I don't know. We're not convinced. You, don't, you're, you seem to be new here. Um, how about this? I'll give you one more opportunity, because you look very piratey. Tell me, tell me one of your your best pirate stories, where you took some booty, or whether you shivved a man. 
All right, so I'm, I've got to tell him a story now. Yeah, okay. I need you to, again, roll a performance okay, check while right. you're doing it. Right. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Twelve. Okay. Tell a story. <laughs> uh, there was uh, this... The one time we uh, went out to sea and uh, we uh, we we stayed out for years, years upon ends. We 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 uh, managed to uh, to find an island way way beyond the horizon. No oh, one's ever heard it. of it. And uh, and we we returned from there, but uh, we forgot where it was. Oh wait, no no no. We we remembered where it was, and then I drew this map, but I lost the map. And um, well, you know, you've had those days too. But uh, I, anyway. I have. I've uh, I had many adventures there, and uh, one of them involved uh, a coconut, and his, his name was Wilson. <laughs> oh, what a story! Oh my goodness! You need not tell any more. What a wonderful tale! I believe every word of it. Welcome what, aboard. What what he roll on that? He rolled in that one, me mate. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that, through that whole thing, you should have been saying Morty a lot because that was your ring voice. Oh, man. Uh, it's, Morty, it's hard to do with coconuts. who has grown and is now a pirate, but has um, lost a leg. So the pirates say, listen, Morty, Morty, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the pirates say, welcome aboard to our ship. What's your name? Oh, my name is Morty. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, na- my name is uh, Arlo. Arlo. I, yeah, we, I heard told you that before. Oh, we're pirates. I'm drunk on the rum. We'll see you on the board. Sounds, sounds good. I'm already there. Yeah. Okay, well, he turns. the two pirates turn around, uh, and they step back into the wardrobe that they just appeared from, uh, and the door is shut behind them. And Arlo goes, <sighs> And as you, as you exhale and your head falls like to your chest, you're, like, the momentum of that carries you down three or four feet or however far it is to your regular height. <laughs> and you, there's a little deflating balloon noise. You became, you become regular size Arlo again, uh, and Bird, you can you can hear clapping, Bird's hands clapping from the background. Does, does Arlo Bravo. have both eyes and both legs now? Uh, yeah, you're back right. to normal. Arlo goes into a happy dance. Uh, Garl says, and you ought to be dancing, Arlo. What a performance! They, I thought they had you in the first half, but you really turned it around. Some of our, some of the participants in our game are a little bit more forgiving. Some, not so much. I knew I could do it, matey. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's a good accent on you, Gar- uh, Arlo. Uh, you Garlo. ought to see, consider keeping it. Garlo. <laughs> the Christmas version. Garland. Garland, Garlo. Anyway. See, I had you fooled there for a minute. Okay, Arlo. It was, a, it was a wonderfully entertaining. Fine. Very, very good. Well, when uh, do I get the mask? You don't get... You all have to play the game, Arlo. I'm... Tr- it's been hundreds of years. Let me have my fun, please. All right. Well, I'm just, listen, listen, I'm just letting you know. You're no god. I'm a gnome. I mean, it fits my face. I'm just saying. If a god, if he, if a disembodied voice could come closer to you and whisper, it would come closer to you and whisper. I know we are in little kinship here, but I can't show favoritism. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Back to the game. All right, back, back to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he says, uh, "All right, who's next? Who's Arlo's next?" Arlo's just like forward? winking to everything in the room. <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, Simon, while you say that, says, "Oh, that looks easy. I'll do it." And he tries to push past you and go forward. Do you allow that? That was a bad voice for him. Wanna, that looks easy. I'll go for it. I want to let him go, but I'm going to slap the back of his head as he does it. Okay. Good luck. Do I roll for that? Go to uh, you. Don't even know. You you smack him in the back of the head. I don't think it causes him any pain unless you're. If you want to cause him actual damage. Just no. Okay. I just want to so, yeah. just kind of like stop and whack. You smack him in the back of the head, and he turns around and he gives you a grimace. And he says under his breath as he walks forward, "I can't wait to be rid of these fools." Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, you can yeah, roll to hear that. Uh, sure, you, you if you want to hear that roll, he's tra- he's definitely talking to himself. I rolled. This is eight perception. I rolled. I rolled a 27. I rolled a 21. How did you roll not a 20 and get a 27? Uh, I did the math right. Plus 9. <clears throat> Good grief. Yeah, Good perception. Wisdom's my thing. All right. I got a 21. 21. Okay. I'm not so good with the wise Yeah, the two of you hear him under his breath saying, I can't wait to be rid of them. I, I cross my arms and just kind of glare at him. Okay. Um, Ooh, does Burb hear? Does Burb Burb hears all. Burb is not paying attention to that. Burb is just very impressed with what went on earlier. Don't want Burb picking up the wrong way. Burb's still clapping. Yeah, whenever you come back over there, he says... Truth is, Ben. Come on, friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he says... uh, Yeah, he definitely... He does say, 
Ooh, come on, friend. Lesbian. Woo! <laughs> 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 you get back over there. Burn, burn. You remember how to talk like them pirates sometime, okay? <laughs> Um, he says, <laughs> yeah, he goes, Arr. um, <laughs> grows a pig leg. <laughs> <laughs> Simon walks over there and he chooses, uh, to, or he chooses another a wardrobe. He points kind of across the room, um, and he chooses, let's see. I guess I can't. I, I, it's hard to randomize your own choices whenever you know the results of those choices. Uh, he chooses. You, you have eight of them. Why don't you roll a d8? I should do that. Because there's like choice involved. Uh, that, that'll, that'll work. Um, so he <clears throat> points to the wardrobe that's right behind Grim. Because uh, Grim went to the one on the right. Uh, and he points to the one right behind Grim. So the wardrobe kind of goes to push past you, Grim. I kind of. I... Do you think let it for a little bit and then yeah. just roll out of the way? Okay. Yeah, it's not like fast or anything. I'm just just the whole time I'm like like glaring at uh, Simon, and then as it pushes me, I just kind of like step forward a little bit and grunt, and then just roll out of the way and resume my glare. Okay. Uh, so that wardrobe slides over that direction. It appears before Simon. The same you know song and dance occurs. Girl says, "All right, Simon, since you're so good at." You're so good at performing and doing all that you claim to do. Uh, it's your turn. Here we go. Uh, the wardrobe opens up and outsteps to uh, tall, slender, very uh, wealthy, wealthily adorned um, elves. They are very wizardy looking. They are very uh, mage looking. And before your very eyes, you see Simon Simon transform from being a short, stout dwarf with dwarf with a violin, I think, on his back and a sword on his hip, to rising up and being a uh, an elf with a wand. Um, and whenever they come out of the wardrobe, they say, "Ah, hello. Who might you be?" And Simon says, "Well, of course, I'm a mage like I'm a mage, just like you. I've, uh, I'm, I am coming. I'm like you. I'm, of course, you." <laughs> and the uh, the two mages uh, try to figure out. Ooh, oh bother! Well, not really, because Simon. It, it doesn't matter what the rules are. <laughs> I should, I should, I, excuse me. I shouldn't reveal like good and bad rules, poker face style. <laughs> Um, but no matter what Simon says, these guys tend to eat it up. Ah, they, uh, he's a he's a barley I mean, they man. Before. No one left. Oh. I laughed on the inside. <laughs> it is humorous. Um, I feel like what I said about the dice is try is somehow making people think that I rolled something I didn't like the way it turned out, so I changed it. That's not the case. I just reacted to good rules. Keith is a very expressive man. I'm expressive. cannot hide it. I cannot hide it. I'm expressive about the different dice rolls. I don't want anybody to think there's any dishonest DMing going on back here because even I have no poker face even through audio. There's not. We have a team of experts overseeing the whole thing. So, uh, Simon of course rolled to persuade them. They rolled to see if they they got it or not. Uh, they did not. Simon's performance pretty much saying, oh, I'm, I'm an elf like you and I do Oh, wizarding, just like you. See, look at this. And he waves his wand, and they're like, ooh, ah. <laughs> that's that's very cool. I'm very happy to see Wonderful. Come with us. I think you might be me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it's very quick. Bar, uh, Simon, obviously, is good at something. Uh, because the two mages, they turn around, they step back in the wardrobe, and the wardrobe, you know, goes back over there. And uh, Garl says, I'm not going to lie. If there was one person I ho- had hoped failed, it would be you. Simon, you haven't done anything else so far all day. And Simon looks up and he says, Well, I've hired these men to help me out, so why should I have to do any of the work? And he steps over back to the to the, um, to the the side of the, the room. Gar Glitter of Old responds <coughs> by saying, <laughs> We'll see. Uh, and he says, Well, who is next? Anyone step forward? Come along, come along. Well, if the dwarf is done, I'll go. Arlo's kind of scratching his chin like, Dang, he was good. <laughs> um, well, come along, Grim. Come, join us. I step up, yeah. Jack, what are you doing while all this is happening? Are you just you sitting and staring? I'm gonna approach one of the 
wardrobes now because I assume my turn is coming soon since I'm the only one left. I'm going to go okay. up to like whatever's like in the middle of the back of the room. Uh, you walk through the door in the back of the room. So essentially it would be like, you know, four on each side. There's not one at 12 o'clock. Mm, um, oh, yeah, because there's, there's, there's eight. Okay, then I'll go to the one that's left at 12 o'clock. Left at 12 o'clock, okay. Um, so you'll be kind of looking through this or at the back of the wardrobe while Grim is standing in front of it uh, currently. So Grim, you step up. Uh, okay, Grim, you did well in your first challenge. Uh, now why don't you try this one? What uh, wardrobe would you like? Hmm. I like spin around and just kind of think a bit. And then I just throw my arm out while looking in a different direction from it. Just okay. just like I'm, I'm trying to... If you were to look at this, it is Grim is trying to look at Garl Glittergold, but just like throwing his arm in a different direction. Okay. Maintaining eye contact. All right, you can't, you can't take the one. That's all right, I don't want to. Well, whatever, it doesn't matter. You don't want. No, no, just do. Like, I'm just randomizing what you pick, since unless you want to roll the d8. No, I, I just don't want to pick the one that Jack went to. Okay, I'm gotcha. avoiding that one. You didn't. Um, so you point, uh, you point over to your left, actually. You pointed the third one counterclockwise. Um, and, huh? I said I, man. All right. And the uh, the wardrobe comes over and steps and stops in front of you. This wardrobe actually, whenever it stops in front of you, grows in size a little bit. Grim steps out. Huh. It gets it gets a little <laughs> bit bigger. This is going to be fun. I might die. Um, it gets a little I'm bit bigger. In danger. And then step <laughs> stepping out of that wardrobe. John Goodman. Not John Goodman, John but, but his D&D Cena. equivalent, a troll. Hey. Uh, a troll steps out of it. Just lost one listener. Yeah. <laughs> John Goodman. <laughs> John Goodman's not listening. <laughs> I love John Goodman. I'm yeah, just he's a good actor. John Goodman is the man. Come back, J-Boy. Uh, that's what we call each other. John Goodman, if you are listening and want to be a special guest on this podcast, please let us know. Absolutely. We'd be happy to have you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to title this one. Sorry, John. Sorry, John Um So, a troll steps out. What it, What do it look like? John uh, no. It's a big, it's a big old burly boy. Very trollish, kind of like the ones from Lord of the Rings. Um, he's like got a, a cave troll? Yeah, kind of like a cave troll. Um, he's got like the... He's got the uh, <clears throat> loincloth, the big leather loincloth situation. He's um, just standing there with his big claws and his... Uh, <laughs> And his, his big, just meaty body. His skin is kind of grayish, and he's got stringy, you know, hair coming off his head. Um, and you hear him with a bellowing voice say, Hello there! Who are you? I love that pass this one. <laughs> uh, and Grim, when you notice, you are eye level with this troll. You look very similar. You are bald. Uh, whatever stringy hair you have is coming off your chin. Uh, you have big old, you know, meaty troll arms and everything, and you're, you have a, you also have kind of like a chest leather strap as well as a, you know, a loincloth. Cool, man. Roll it up. if you And gonna... then he changed appearance to look like a troll. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. What that... do you do to try to convince this troll? Um, it kind of landed between numbers, because it bounced out of the thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Lucky you. Oh. Yeah. It was either a one or a seven or a nineteen. Oh. <laughs> I can take a seven if you want. No, okay. No, um, well, technically it's a seventeen. I got a minus two charisma. Okay. Um, oh, Rog's my name. <laughs> oh. That's a good name, Rog. My name is Gorog. Gorog. I gotta like, like playfully jab him in the the jaw. Uh, when you do that, he says, "Oh, why are you coming in? Watch me in me jaw." It's a sign of greasing in the south. Not where I come from. Please roll again. <laughs> Must Arlo be wants to get come back. 
Must be from the okay. north. I got a five. Okay. <laughs> oh, I got a three. <laughs> oh, that's not very good. But he also has Four a he, he also has a minus, so he got like a six. <laughs> and he rolled an eight. Um, oh, there ain't no trolls in the south, you imposter. <laughs> Can I like push him back into the wardrobe real quick? Uh, no. you definitely can roll initiative to do that. <laughs> but. Sadly oh. enough, <laughs> whenever, uh, whenever I was gonna give it to you, but you went for the punch in the jaw, and I had to, I had to ask for the second roll, uh, and he is no longer convinced of your trollness. So, Garl, you hear over the loudspeakers say, "Oh, <laughs> looks like there's gonna be some consequences for this one." Um, Grim, sorry about. You're not being a troll anymore! And then like you hear a snap and then he you turn back into your grim self. You're no longer a troll. Yeah. As you're about to as you're about to push the troll, try to push <laughs> him back into the wardrobe. Oh um, so now roll initiative it. for me, boys and or just not boys and girls, just Grim. Grim this is gonna be the story of Grim's combat these couple episodes. If if we wanna if we wanna jump in to help our buddy Grim, is that something we You can do? certainly try. Okay. You should have just smiled and laughed, boy. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, while you're saying that, you hear a girl say, You just had to punch him in the face, didn't you? I was trying to be friendly. It was Trolls are brutes. <laughs> that was... What are you saying? <laughs> that was just Dory trying to talk to a whale the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it was. Also, if you're listening, please email us and tell us at uh, tankmediagames at gmail.com how annoying that was. Uh, I th- had a great time doing it. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> it was fun. I'm, I'm really, Graham, I'm Graham, really, punch him again! I'm really happy with the match of accents. Yeah! Right? <laughs> so yeah, uh, Jack, from the other side of the wardrobe, you see like, you saw a giant troll, a big troll, like, step out of it. You saw like, the side of his arms and his head, and you hold the, heard this whole conversation, and you saw Graham turn into a troll, then back into himself from where you're at. Uh, can we assist him? Or is this You a... can certainly try. Okay. Should I roll initiative or just? Oh uh, yeah, if you wanna, if yeah, you can. Roll My idea is that as he tries to push him into the thing, I wanna like run up and try and like add a kick into the troll's face to help him push him back. You're gonna be a little bit far to do that in this one turn. I I imagine like the the push was before initiative. Just I transform and then hit, and it's like oh. Sure. Yeah, you can. <clears throat> well, I'm happy to do that because this is what happens when you pushed him into the wardrobe. You put yeah, you tried to push him, and like it's as if there's a field and. Where he came out from, mm-hmm. and he just kind of bounces off the void and comes back, and then the doors of the wardrobe shut. <clears throat> and then, of course, the troll says, <laughs> Not today! Okay. And now it's time for combat. I got a two for initiative. <clears throat> a two? Yeah, man. Okay, you really pumped it into perception. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Uh, Jack, Carlo. Huh? Oh. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, 11. 16. Um. How are you liking that sweet and low coffee, Keith? Um, I don't know <laughs> if the cups in this thing or not, but there's, there's a taste. And it's not the best. The coffee's fine. That's the power pack taste of sweet and low. <laughs> oh, this podcast brought to you by Duke's Barbecue. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Just, we didn't say One that day the they will be a sponsor. We didn't say that at the beginning, but we did now. Uh, we're just doing initiative here. Um, okay. Sorry, folks. Whenever you start combat, <clears throat> sometimes things can get a little bit dry. But that's alright. Um, Duke's Barbecue, everyone. You can beat our prices, but you can't beat our meat. Bryce. <laughs> I have to edit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you who, who has to edit. It's me. Yeah, writing down that time. Why do you need to edit it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. What's wrong? What's Nothing the matter? Wrong. Bryce, you put me into an ethical conundrum because if I acknowledge what's wrong, then I become the nasty boy. And it's not you. Uh, okay, so to start off our initiative is the troll. Yay. <clears throat> the troll. Real quick, how far are the rest of us from, from the scene across? 200 feet. 
Good luck. No, you're not that far. You're not that far. Um, I'd say you and Jack are probably. I said a couple hundred feet. It might have been an exaggeration. You guys are probably about fifty feet away. Um, okay. Each of you at the you know the outside edge of the circle. That wait. Um. Okay, so it's the troll's turn. He's going to start grim. He's going to bend down. He's going to try to bite you. Then he's going to try to claw you. Go ahead. Uh, what's your AC? Is it, no, does a 9 beat your AC? Nope. Will a 21 beat your AC? Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, doodly doodly. <clears throat> so he goes in for the bite and he misses. Uh, but he is going to get you for 11 damage with the claw. So he, reached, so he goes down and he says... He pushed me for the last time. I'm gonna like dodge out of the way and just like slap his cheek. Oh! And after you do that, he brings down his big, his big troll claw oh. and, and swipes at and swipes at your belly with his claw, and he gets something that gives you the eleven damage. Got you. Um. Now it would be Simon Simon's turn. Uh, Simon does his best to press himself behind a wardrobe, like right on the edge of it. Uh, and do his best to uh, hide, which he will succeed at hiding. Um, I believe from all of your passive perceptions, uh, so you kind of no longer see Simon. He oh, presses sure. himself away. What's your passive perception? Nineteen. Yeah, no. So yes, you do see him. You see him hide. <laughs> the rest of you, I don't. I don't believe. How tall is this troll? Uh, he's a large giant. So what? That's ten feet. Um, Twelve feet. 15 9 feet. to 15 feet. Okay, we'll call him 12 feet tall. Big boy. Gotcha. So if you're punching something, it might be his genitals. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, this is going to be editing in this one. No, there's no editing. It's clean. It's, it's, it's uncut, baby. This is the cleanest D&D podcast you'll find on the web. That is true. That is true. Also the 100th best. That's not true. Probably <laughs> a thousand. Uh, so, Jack, it's your turn, sir. Oh, um, I'm going to run. Hey. How far away am I? You oh, said the room? 50 feet. Oh, okay. Then that means I have to run and then dash to make it to this fellow. Okay. Dash. So you're going to take dash as a... <clears throat> Bonus action. Nice. And then... Uh, can I, like, jump and try and hit his face? Um. Since I... Can I make, like, a running jump? I would add a roll. I'd add, I'm going to add an acrobatics roll for that. I might um, if you want to, well, it'd be athletics roll for you to jump, I'm and then right with that. <laughs> so roll, so roll attack, uh, roll the jump first. If you're definitely going for the jump, if you'd rather punch his face than his legs or whatever, roll for the jump, and then we'll see if you get the opportunity to attack when you jump up there. Athletics, yeah, darn it, is fourteen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say you can jump, you can jump up there. You I have probably... a plus ten to acrobatics. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just. Uh, I'll say you get you. You're able to like kind of vault off his knee and get close to his face. Now roll uh-huh. to attack. All right. This is gonna be the wheel for right here. Ah, nope, that's gonna be a hit. Wait. Uh, also, it's plus other stuff. That's gonna be a hit. That matter. Sweet. All right. All right. So Jack runs and vaults off the knee. Um, I don't know if that's rule rule worthy <clears> for <throat> us to do a jump like that because he's already dashed into his face. But we'll take it for now. It's a cool move. Does it feel assaulting to anyone for the rules? No. Okay. It doesn't deal any more damage yeah, whenever just, I hit higher just, up. It really just gave you less of a, a you know, a worse chance to hit him because you had to go through another obstacle. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm not so, giving you a bonus for a face hit. Yeah. All right. So there's that. Oh, also I'm doing Booming Blade. Booming Blade. So you jump up and vault off of his knee as you fly through the air. You you going for the cheek, forehead, neck? What are we doing? Um, I was thinking like eyes, face, just slash across the face. Okay, so you slash across his face and you cut across the bridge of his nose and down underneath his right eye or his yeah his his left eye. So there's a big gash across his face and his blue blood leaks out. In my world, trolls bleed blue. <laughs> Happens. Four. That's <laughs> so uh, twenty-three. So 23 damage on the troll into the face. Not bad, not bad. Uh, you splash across <clears> his face. His blue blood spurts across his face. He says, Ole, where you come from? I don't respond. <laughs> yep, I know. <laughs> and, you, and you land. Uh, it is now uh, Arlo's turn. Okay. Um, I'm still on the sidelines, kind of over there in the burbish area, right? Uh-huh. Okay. 
Uh, I am not going to run into battle. I am okay. going to do a conjure animals. I'm just going to send two direwolves that way. Okay. Um, Arlo is a stumpy guy. He, he doesn't have a lot With of With a spear gun. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to send two direwolves that way. And uh, I'm going to see if I can kind of bite him. But kind of like at the same time, I'm trying to, to try to maneuver him towards the door, if that makes sense. I don't know. The door? Or towards the because we're trying to get him back in the thing, right? The door's closed. Yeah, he just closed, yeah, closed. The, the wardrobe <laughs> just closed. So right, at the very cool. beginning of combat, Grim pushed him. He kind of bounced off the void of the wardrobe, mm-hmm. and then the door shut. Got it. Okay, so I'm just going for attack then. Okay. Two. Right. <coughs> so you cast a spell, right? You summoned. Right. You summoned two direwolves. Two that's, direwolves. That's not an action. Um. Yeah. That's a, it's it's a I cast a spell. Okay, but can you send them to attack after with? The action, or with this turn? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, they, they they just popped into existence. so. Okay. And then you control them. Yep, I give them, a, I give them a verbal command, and then they do that to the best of their ability. So. Okay. I just want to make sure that's all in the same turn. Yep. Okay. Because they, I, basically, I summon them, and then they have their own turn. Which okay, is like gotcha, my turn. gotcha, that makes sense. So, they're they're now entering into combat. Yep. I'm going to hang out by Burb. Um... But I'm going to tell these two, hey, go see if you can help our friends. Okay. And it was a 21 to hit. For one of them? For a bite. Yep. yep that'll hit. Um, with advantage, because they're both up attacking. Pack tactics. Okay. So I'm going to see <clears throat> if I don't get a 20. Are you yeah. using conjure animals? Mm-hmm. you got to roll initiative for them. To put them into the order? Mm-hmm. I figured they would just take my turn. Uh, it says, the summoned creatures are friendly to you and your companions. Roll initiative for the summoned creatures as a group, which has its own turns. Okay. Okay. So. After this turn, we'll roll. We'll, we'll roll initiative. Or roll an initiative for me, and I'll put. That's where they'll be in the next turn, <coughs> unless they end up being even more two. powerful. Okay. So that works. So you just want to um, wait until we get there, or? Um. No. That the. Uh. Yeah. Let's wait until we get there, if you don't mind. Okay. We'll, we'll keep those rolls for the attacks, just since we didn't know that till before you made them. We'll say okay. one hits. Was what was the second roll? Uh. Well, it was it was with advantage. I rolled a twenty-one and a ten. That was on one attack. Right. Okay, so we'll keep so one of your wolves hit, um, and we'll roll the next attack in a minute. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll just say that in this time they're they're covering the distance. Yeah, that sounds good to me. They're going um, the distance. They're going for, for speed. speed. He's all alone, all alone. Time of need. Burb's turn. Burb. Um, Burb has a crossbow, does he not? Save us, Burb. Burb does have a crossbow, doesn't he? Yeah, I think, I think so. he does. He Burb says. Burb pulls out his crossbow and says, Burb, thespian. <laughs> and then he fires a crossbow Swing. at the troll. Fling! Um, and what is the um, damage of crossbow? I, because he hits. <laughs> I think it's a D6. It's on that pillar right there. Um, what did you say? D6? D6? I think it's a D6. It probably is. I, I think, think it is. I'm happy with the D6. So Burb two seconds. shoots an arrow into the knee of the troll... Um, and it does very you, very oh, little damage. Wait. Um, what? Which type of crossbow is it? It's a, a light the crossbow. smallest one. The light crossbow, it's yeah. D8. Well, a hand no. crossbow is a D6, but if it's a light crossbow, it's D8. It's the well, whatever you had, right? Yeah. So it was a light crossbow then. Yeah. D8. All right. D8. Yep, D8 then. Um, I'll re-roll damage. Lucky, lucky bird. Um, lucky bird, you. Okay, so the arrow goes into the troll's knee. He says, What is that wolf spin here? When the arrow goes in. Um, and now, Grim, it is your turn. Oh, just like smacks Burb on the back. Good job, Burb. Come on, friend. I'm going to cast a Shield of Faith on myself. Nice. Uh, a shimmering field appears and surrounds a creature of your choice within range, granting it a plus two bonus to AC for the duration. That's me. Cool. Uh, it is a bonus action. <clears throat> and then I'm going to smack it this man. Wolf's turn? Nope. Grim, then the wolves. Okay. Uh, will a 14 hit? Uh, it will not. Okay. What were you doing? Uh, trying to punch him. Punch him. Will a 24 hit? Yes, it certainly will. Uh, that is 11 damage. I'm aiming for his right kneecap. Alright, so you do 11 damage to his right kneecap. <coughs> um, he definitely, you hit it and his knee kind of wobbles a little bit. Not so much that he seems unsteady, but like that, that was a pretty big hit on his knee. Does the necrotic damage do anything to him? Special. Um, Does it like 
it eats Does it affect him? Is yeah, what yeah, he, yeah. You, you punch his knee and it begins to eat into his knee, the necrotic damage. And he says, Ooh, that burns! It burns! Cool. Uh, now, oh, wolf, you have, <laughs> you have one wolf that has already attacked and has already succeeded roll damage for that one. Okay. We'll say, um, Number one's going to the left left leg. Number two's going to the right. Sounds leg. good. So rolling damage. How, what's their speed? How far they can they move? Fifty. Okay. And there so, you go. Yeah, they just made it. Um, nineteen plus three. Oh, no, 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 no. roll damage for me. Yeah, two d six. Okay. Five, two, so seven plus three. Okay. We got ten damage. Okay. With a bite, and then the second one. Uh, yeah. Roll to hit. Uh, that's a nat 20. All right. Good gravy. There you go. No need to roll advantage on that. So, nope. four, three, one, and two. What is that? Four, three, ten. one, two. We got five. Yeah. Ten. Ten plus three. Thirteen. Fourteen. All right. Boom. So, the two wolves come in, each biting at his ankles. They rip <clears throat> big hunks of flesh out of the troll's thing. Uh, while all this is happening, Garl says, Woo! You are very in- effective in combat! Well done! Ooh, it's so exciting! I love a good show! Uh, and the troll says, Oh, this hurts so bad! Why me? Uh, and now it's the troll's turn. Arlo looks very pleased, but at the same time, he's uh, a little confused. Uh, whenever the troll, re- whenever like his turn returns, uh, there's a little bit of vigor that seems to be restored to the troll. Like his the the wound on his knee and the two wounds from his legs that were just put there by Burb and the two wolves seem to heal up. Blood stops leaking down his legs right there. Uh, and he kind of stands up a little bit straighter. He says, I'll get you all. I'll put you all in the ground. I will. Uh, and the troll, again, is going to... Who's nearby? Jack and Grim. Uh, the troll is going to look to Jack. Uh, I think I just belched. You did. We uh, all heard it. The troll is going to look to Jack with his mouth, and he's going to lean down and go, I'm a bot, you boy! Uh, I got no good rolls today, folks. Um, that's going to be... Uh, what's your AC? I rolled a 13. Uh, when I do... Alright, so the troll reaches down to bite, he tries to grab at you, and you're able to get out of his out of the way of his mouth real quickly. Um, and then he's gonna go for another set of claws on the Grimlet. Will a That's seventeen hit your AC? Just barely. Alright. He's gonna hit you with his bite. Um or not his bite, his claw. For six <coughs> and barely. Uh, for twelve damage. I got you again, you bold, nasty little monster! This guy described himself there. A little bit. But he's not little. He's not. Well, compared. It is Simon Simon's turn again. He does nothing. He Mm. continues to hide. Uh, That means it's Jack's turn. Does he do nothing well? Um, He hasn't. I don't think he has to reroll stuff (sighs) to keep hiding. Nobody's looking for him yet. I just. Okay, uh, I'm just gonna cleaver that other knee that Grim did not punch before. Nice. I believe that's the right one. Sure. <laughs> What'd you do? Uh, 11. Alright, 11 will not hit. So you go for the other knee, and with his restored vigor, he kind of pushes it out of the way as you pass by and just barely whiff with the blade. Wait, did you boom and blade the guy? Huh? He hasn't moved. No, I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. I want to make sure. Um, Arlo, it's your turn. All right. Um, I'm still not going to attack directly. I just want to uh, start walking that way with my minuscule speed. Um, so. Whenever you do that, Burb says, Yeah, I wanted, Arlo, to, Arlo, where? I wanted to turn to Burb and say, Well, come on, friend. Oh, come on, friend. And, and Burb will... Uh, what else do you do with your turn? That's all you're doing? That's it. Me and Burb just slow walking. Okay, Burb is going to walk up. And Explosions in the back and everything. Burb, like um, like a kid putting on his shoes as he's running out of the house to get into the car to go to school, is like hopping along and putting another bolt in it to his crossbow. And whenever he gets to the edge of his speed, he raises it up and fires again. Nice. Um, Swang. Uh, he's going to miss this time, though. He goes for the headshot, and he says, Burb! Thespian! <laughs> and the arrow whiffs and flies right into the nose of the troll. 
And he, the troll says, Ooh, there's that wasp again. <laughs> um, Bourbon and I have a, like the same speed of 25, I think. So I think we get like halfway there this round. So. Yeah, yeah, okay. we do. Um, We're closing in. Uh, Grim, it is your turn. Oh, man. Um, As Burb looks at Arlo and says, Sorry, Arlo. Hmm. Okay, hang on. I gotta find a thing. Bird looks to you and says, "Sorry, Arlo, because he missed." Oh, all right. It's all right. You just tried your best. We're gonna get a little bit closer to see if we can't help him out. I'm going to firstly cast upon myself healing word as a third level spell. Bonus action. Yeah, man. All right. Uh, get back five. Restored. Eight health. Eight <laughs> yeah. Health. Nice. Yeah. Uh, restored, and then I'm going to punch this thing. Two times in the knee. Oh, I thought you were going for the <laughs> genitalia again. again? Not again. I thought we were going to come back to speaking about the genitalia again. No, no. As he's rolling no. up damage, I want to lean to Burp. Burp, I'm still not sure if this troll man is real or if he's part of the play. Look real. Kill. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look real, but no. No, we're gonna find out. Though. Twenty-three to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Uh, thirteen damage. Uh, okay. And a ten to hit, man. That's gonna miss. All right. So thirteen damage, you say? Yeah, dude. All right. So this, which knee did you punch that time? Right knee again. Okay. So the same knee both times you yes. punched. C. Okay. So yeah, the necrotic damage is now really eating through that skin. He says, "Oh my knee, you boots, you boots." Uh, it really hurts him. He's not. He's not pleased by this. He is starting to slow down. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the two wolves. Right. It's their turn. Let's try number one. That's a net twenty. Good golly! Everybody got them good rolls. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll do I'm, the damage. In the <laughs> except for um, and that's a ten plus five, so fifteen. For what? For the attack on the second one. Did so, you do it with advantage? Mm, I don't know. I didn't. That's a 17 plus 5. You would have hit it both times. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so double damage on the first one, regular damage on the second one. Yep. Okay, both of them are still going for the legs. I mean, they're, yep. they're dire wolves, but, you know, troll kind of tall. So essentially you'll roll 6d6. Good right. God. So, uh, <laughs> uh, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 3. So we're looking at 12 on the first one. And then 4, 5, 9 plus 3, 12 on the second one. Okay. Um, 12 and 12. Gracious. All right, so the two wolves, a lot of blood on Arlo's hands recently. Uh, the two wolves... Hey, Arlo didn't do nothing. The first <laughs> the first wolf goes for the trolls, seeing its weakness, goes for the Achilles tendon <clears throat> on the back of the leg that had been punched by Grim, rips the Achilles tendon out from the, uh, the troll's foot, and he says, No! Mother! And he falls backwards and hits the ground, and then the third, the second wolf comes in at the neck and like just gnaws at his throat until the blue blood is all over the wolf's fur, uh, and the troll. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and he flops to the ground. That troll's dead, y'all. You killed a troll. Cool, cool. pretty cool. Troll death. Arlo and Burke. Yay! I'm going to heal myself with a cure wounds. Uh, Burb says, We all, I'm sorry, we all thespians. And uh, then, I think so at this point, Burb. Well, that was extreme. Uh, that was says, fun. Yeah. <laughs> Simon comes out from behind a wardrobe and he says, Yes, that was extreme. I think everyone did a good job. Simon, you coward. I, you you I can't did, hide from me. I did my part. What you do you hid mean? behind I did a wardrobe. My part just like the rest of you. That's Simon. what you did. Simon, where'd you go? He I hid was behind right a here, wardrobe. Fighting. I was fighting everyone. I was fighting the troll. I mean, no, he was behind a wardrobe. Yeah, Bourbon and I had a pretty good view as we were so far away. We didn't see you up in that fight. I was in the. I was do. I was. I was. You know, bought, in, inspiring you from a distance. Uh, anyway, uh, and uh, Garl Glittergold says, "Don't believe him, Arlo." All right, everyone, everyone, calm down, calm down. We're not quite finished yet because Jack hasn't played the game. Uh, And the uh, wardrobe... You can do it, Jack. It can't be worse than mine. The wardrobe opens up that the troll was in, uh, and his dead body is sucked back into it. And then the wardrobe slides back over to the side of the room. Um, And Garl says, All right, you've picked... Arlo applauds a little bit. Thank you, Arlo. Thank you, the rest of you. Must be a little bit sting. The rest of them must be stingy with their <coughs> applause. But Arlo, I know that you enjoyed the show very well. Everyone's winking. 
Very good job. I'll clean up the floor of all the blood, do not worry. Uh, so see, not so bad whenever things go wrong. But we do need Jack to play the game. And you all have chosen some very good choices, but there are still some good ones left. We'll have to see what he chooses. Come along, Jack, come along. Jack looks pretty mortified by this. <laughs> because the other ones were just normal acting <laughs> attempts. But now he sees that there could be anything stepping out of this thing. <laughs> And with that thought, thank you so much for watching this episode. Listen to no. this episode of Dungeon Boys. Gosh, I love this game. Gosh, I love playing with you guys. This is really fun to record this show. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, let us know how we can do better. If you're listening and you have some complaints, let us know what we did right. Follow us on Twitter at Taint Media Games. If you really love the show and you want to help, help want to, want to help us make it better, better mics, better you know recording stuff like that. Be sure to go to Patreon.com/TaintMediaNetwork to see how you can support us for as little as one dollar per month, so we can keep doing what we love and you can keep listening to it. Um, in the meantime, remember to share us with your friends. Maybe write a review on iTunes. And last and most important, we love thank you, John Goodman. John Goodman, if you're out there, good night. Good night, and we love you very much. Bye. John Goodman. Toodles. Toodles.